I just don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, True Crimes and Story Times. I'm Michelle. I'm Kirsten. And we did the switcheroo. I think Kirsten already said that on Wednesday. Yeah, already know. If you haven't listened to Kirsten's Story Time episode, go listen to it. It's on Ed and Lorraine Warren. A little bit about them. Kind of messed up. Pretty fucked up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, anywho, let's just jump right into this. I am covering the kaylee anthony case because we don't give credit to casey okay listen in the title i'll probably put casey anthony somewhere i'll just probably put kaylee anthony and casey anthony but kaylee's name first because that is who just don't even acknowledge we don't we don't really need to acknowledge casey that much right listen if you guys are not ready for us to go the fuck off we're just gonna handle all the facts and Next episode, I'm doing a two-parter just to start this off. I'm doing a two-parter. The next part will release next week because I really want to dive deep into some more of this stuff. And since her new documentary came out, Listen which I'm this, not, not... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Well, hold up. Don't be spilling any I'm beans. Don't be spilling off. any beans. I'm already pissed off, We're going to talk about it in the next episode. Okay. So don't spill anything yet. I'm not watching it because I don't want to give her any I'm money. I'm not watching it. You should not watch it. Don't watch it. Don't give her any money because she doesn't need She's money. She's literally just She's already like trying to be a lawyer. Anyways, or is a lawyer. Anyways. Ew, really? Yeah. I think she's trying to be one. I'm not really sure. Ew. I didn't really look that up that much. So, anywho, we're just going to start right off at the beginning. And wait, hold up. It's a, is this a weird coincidence? We just recorded Ed and Lorraine Warren, and Casey Anthony was born in Warren, Ohio. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> what? That's so this weird. That's so weird. And okay. Ed and Lorraine were, like, ghost hunter demonologists. <sighs> and it's, like, weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> um, we're just going to jump right into this. Like I said, we're going to talk more about some clips from the documentary in the next episode and some of the things that she has said which kind of make me think okay that may have been plausible some of the things not everything she's saying don't get me started because some of the evidence points to okay maybe but you know what i'm not saying i believe her shitty story necessarily i'm just saying that like some of the things she's saying could be plausible then Okay, listen, Just I'm like going to say this. Theories. I'm going to say this. I'm not saying that, like, I feel sympathy for her or I don't think she's guilty at all. But, like, I'm a, I know some we of haven't seem, even got into it yet. Plausible. But if that's the case, why did she lie about it? I know. But I'm just saying. I know. Some, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm saying there's a theory that I'm like, okay, I, maybe that's plausible. I don't really know. But. Let's just get into it. Also, yeah. she's known to be a liar, so 
anything she says i'm like eh, take she's it with had a grain like of salt. 17 different stories yeah so like and she's had years to come up with whatever story she wanted exactly but i do want to talk about the other theories that are out there because just strictly because we're going to present the evidence and you can think what you want yes okay and then but we can also give our opinions oh 100 percent allegedly <laughs> allegedly <laughs> but um let's just go. let's just before jump right we into get it too mad, yeah already... before we start kirsten's already getting heated and we haven't even started yet <laughs> I... <laughs> but we do to understand the story unfortunately we have to do a little bit of background on casey right um mm-hmm. even though we don't want to even though we don't want to acknowledge her we don't like her we don't really like her obviously um but we do have to go into some backstory to understand the full the full okay. thing right okay Let's get into so, it. Casey Anthony was born on March 19th of 1986 in Warren, Ohio. Weird. Weird. Weird, um, synchronicity there. I feel like we do that often, though. We do. It's normal for us. Mm-hmm. Casey had one brother, Lee. Okay. And we'll talk more about him later on, because there's some shit that she says that's just like, oh, okay. Okay. Her parents are Cindy and George Anthony, okay. with George having worked in law enforcement. Casey was a bright and personable young girl with friends when she was younger, before anything, before she had Kaylee and whatever. Okay. Um, and many thought that the Anthony family was just an ordinary, like, regular American family. Okay. And when people think that, it's that, probably the opposite. They're usually very far off. Yeah. When people have that persona of just, like, we're the normal American family, it's just like, okay, you, you guys probably have some fucked up shit going on behind mm-hmm. the curtains, you know? Maybe what not, though. What was that guy, um... The American murder, um... What? The one in... Um... Colorado, or... Was it Colorado? It was, was recent. It? I forget his name. Is his name Chris? The one that, yes. like, killed his wife and the and, two girls, yeah. and... Mm-hmm. And she was yep. pregnant. So, Casey's friends say that a pattern of lying actually began when Casey was in high school. Okay. Cindy and George actually attended Casey's graduation, along with her grandparents, and they found out that she was actually several credits short of graduating oh yikes she had stopped attending classes towards the end of the school year she still led her family to believe that she would be walking with the graduating class even though that was not true so her family showed up to the graduation and, and she didn't, didn't even walk, walk across the stage. the stage they were like and oh. it's funny because her last name is anthony she would have been one of the first, first people yeah they're like wait a second yeah her grandparents also like mm-hmm. how do you do that that's embarrassing yeah when she was 19 she had put on weight and her parents had suspected she was pregnant casey continually denied it claiming i'm a virgin i mean just because you gained some weight doesn't necessarily mean you're pregnant well months into her pregnancy she told her parents the truth okay i mean so well, she they were was on pregnant. the right track yeah I mean, I feel like there's more things that go along with pregnancy than just gaining weight. It was probably yeah. her attitude. Mm, for sure. Hormones. Maybe she Crazy. was puking. Maybe, yeah. like, and they're like, mm. Something's off. Yeah. So, she eventually told her parents the truth. And also, the identity of the baby's father has never been known. I'm assuming we are talking about Kaylee. Yes. So I didn't know that. I didn't know that her father was has been unknown. Casey pointed to different men including her fiancé, Jesse Grund, as well as a young man she had dated previously who had died in a car crash. Mm. So, on August 9th of 2005, sweet angel baby, Kaylee Anthony was born. 
A friend of Casey's said that she had discussed giving the baby up for adoption, but she was discouraged by her mother. So, Cindy was like, maybe we shouldn't. I mean, if, if, in my opinion, if Kaylee felt that she was not in the position Casey. to raise... Yes, sorry. They're so similar. I know. If Casey thought that she was in a position where she was not ready to raise a child, mm-hmm. and she wanted to give the baby up for adoption, I feel like that should have been her decision. 100%, and yeah. And if her mother wanted to interfere with that... She should have adopted She should her. have taken the baby. Yeah. Period. Taken custody of yes. her. Mm-hmm. For sure. Kaylee lived in Orlando, Florida with her mother, Casey, and George and Cindy. So they all lived in the same home. Okay. And for the next few years, Casey and Kaylee lived with George and Cindy okay. for a while. Um, Jesse, her fiance at the time, acted as the baby's father, and he even believed that Kaylee might be his baby. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he knew that the timing of like Kaylee's conception, like just it, it wasn't right. It didn't match up. Yeah. It was very much so like he probably knew that it wasn't his baby. But he like stepped up anyway. Yeah. And a DNA test would later find that Jesse was not Kaylee's father. Okay. But, so he kind of just fell off, I think, at the time. So, in mid-June 2008, George and Cindy, like, questioned kind of Casey's, sorry, ability as a mother. Like, they were Mm -hmm. like, oh, we really don't know, like, eh, if you're really good. Doing a great job. Yeah. So, Casey left her parents' home. After a major argument, she took Kaylee with her, and at this point, Kaylee was about three years old. Casey didn't return home for a month. 31 days, to be exact. Okay. Casey's mom, Cindy, repeatedly asked Casey to see Kaylee when Casey was gone. She's like, I want to see her. Obviously, she had lived with her for the first three years of her life. That's her baby. She's the one that convinced Casey to keep her instead Mm -hmm. of putting her up for adoption, so... Obviously, she loves her. It's almost as if she was her daughter, too. Exactly. Because Casey she was, was so her. young. Mm-hmm. They all they lived together. I'm sure she took care of her just, like, you yeah. know, as, just as much. Right. Casey continuously made up the excuse that she was too busy with a work assignment in Tampa, Florida. And she told people that she worked at Universal. Mm-hmm. That's where her job was. Mm-hmm. She would also say that Kaylee was with a nanny named Zaneda Fernandez-Gonzalez, or Zanny, or Kaylee was at theme parks, or was at the beach, and she couldn't talk. Mm. Somehow, Casey's father had eventually found out that their car, Casey's, was in a tow yard, and George went to recover it, Mm -hmm. and him and the yard attendant noted a strong smell coming from the trunk. They both later stated that they believed the odor to be of that of a decomposing body, but when the trunk was open, they only found a bag of trash. Okay? A bag of trash. A bag of trash. After that, Cindy reported Kaylee as missing that day on July 15th of 2008. She had not heard from Kaylee, so then George found the car. And they're like, okay. Something's kind of suspicious. Yeah, that's a little bit suspicious. Why is your car in the tow yard? And where is Kaylee? But I feel like, you know, we all have this this um, perception of what we think a decomposing body smells like. But oh, I know what it smells like. But I've never smelled a decomposing body, so well, I don't think I would know it. I think if I smelled it, 
and I didn't see it, I don't think I would be like, oh, that's a decomposing body. I feel like you would. Do you think? I feel like you would. Do you think? I feel like you would know. Like, obviously, I know it's going to smell horrible. It's going to, like, going to make, like, my stomach, make me feel like I'm going to get sick and smell so bad, but. I feel like you would know. I feel like. I've smelled a person right I'm... after they died. And that smell. I feel like that's just, just going to smell like fecal matter. No. No. Because their bodies. No, it does not. Do you want to know something really gross? It instantly started smelling like death. I don't even know how to explain it, but I feel like your brain will just know. Like, mm-hmm. that literally smells like death. Have you ever smelled a dead animal? I mean, like, driving on the road. Yeah. You smelled a dead yeah. animal before. It's similar. Okay. So, you would, okay. in your head, you would be like, so we live in Indiana, so on the sides of the road, there's always freaking roadkill. It's just a Always. Thing. Literally, every time you go somewhere, on a long, like, road kind of out somewhere, you always. see a roadkill. Always. Even in the city, you on see roadkill. On the interstate. Kill. There would just Literally. be a big, a whole deer in the middle of the interstate. Literally. Um, but anyways, you would know. You would know. Do you want to know something really gross? Okay, sure. Like, this is really gross. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it kind of a trigger warning. I'm about to talk about a, a decomposing body. Mm-hmm. When your body decomposes, your fat breaks up. Yep. And it seeps out. Not mm-hmm. just your blood. But, like, your fat. Yeah. Your oils. That's why John Wayne Gacy put rags in people's mouth. That's disgusting. Before he put them in his I, crawl space. I, I mean, Those boys, he put, he would shove rags mm-hmm. or something down their throats so they wouldn't, like, release all the, mm-hmm. like, liquids. Like, it makes sense, but I just never thought about it until yeah. I, like, saw it. Not saw it, but, like, heard I know about it. Mean. Yeah. I was like, that is insane. Your body instantly starts to break down everything. Anyway. And your organs turn to liquid. But. Yeah. And then it all just, like, comes out of your skin. Mm-hmm. Like, not even out of your orifices. Like, out of it your can skin. Too. It comes out of your orifices Well, yeah. Also. But also, your just, it just seeps out of you. Yeah. Your skin is also an organ. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to school to study that. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the things we talk about on this mm-hmm. fucking podcast. Casey <laughs> did confirm to the 911 operator that Kaylee had been missing for 31 days. After she had told her mom that she was at the beach or she was with the nanny. Yeah. Now she's missing and mm-hmm. she has been missing. For 31 days. But she's been lying about it. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. hate this woman. Cindy said, there is something wrong. I found my daughter's car today and it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car told you you just know i don't know how to explain it i don't wish that upon you i'm just saying you would know okay but do you see where i'm coming from yes but i you would know i promise you okay (laughs) you would just your brain would be like that smells like death like your brain like that's a dead body yeah i don't know how else to explain it anyways maybe it's because your brain just knows what you smell like after you die maybe the detective on Kaylee's case was Yuri Melik of the Orange County Sheriff's Department, and I'm sorry if I butchered that. Once he got the case and started looking into it, he ended up finding discrepancies in Casey's signed statement. Obviously. Imagine that. We know that she's a liar, so. A pathological liar. Mm-hmm. He decided that Casey needed to be questioned further about her statements, mm-hmm. obviously. Casey claimed that Kaylee had been kidnapped by the nanny, Zanny. Mm-hmm. Casey had talked about Zanny multiple times to her parents and her friends. Well, guys, it turns out there was no nanny. Hmm. There never was a nanny. Hmm. 
and there was a woman named Zanita Fernandez Gonzalez, but she had never had any affiliations with Casey, never met her, didn't know any of her family, didn't know any of her friends. Was she a nanny? I don't know. I didn't really go that far just, into I it. wonder if she just Googled, like, nannies near me. Could be. And picked one. We're going to talk about some other stuff she Googles here in a bit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Um, Google history will literally ruin your life. It turned out that she had been living with her boyfriend, Tony, the whole time that okay. Kaylee was missing. Did not put that in my notes, but she wanted oh, to okay. say Casey had been working at Universal Studios for quite a few years. And investigators told her, take me to your office. The day after Kaylee was reported, like, missing, mm-hmm. they said, okay, take us to your office, show us where you work. Like, I don't know why, but maybe they thought it was a lead. They thought she was lying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Casey led investigators around the building for 25 minutes. All of a sudden, she just stopped in her tracks, stopped walking, started smiling, and then admitted to the police officers that she had no office and had been fired years before. Because she actually worked at Universal, but she had been fired. This woman? I hate this woman. But did she actually work at Universal? I don't even know. Honestly. She could have been lying about that. Yeah. Literally, like you a, cannot trust this. Is there evidence? <laughs> since she has been a pathological, pathological liar. Pathological. Yeah. <laughs> for so long, you literally cannot trust a single fucking thing that comes out of her mouth. Nope. You cannot. Nope. Even if she's like, this is really what happened. You cannot even trust that. No. She was arrested the same day and then charged the following day. You're like, all right, you're lying about this. We're Something's taking going on. Yeah. She was charged with giving false statements to law enforcement, child neglect, and obstruction of a criminal investigation. The judge had denied Casey bail at the time and said she had known, oh, she had shown, sorry, woeful disregard for the welfare of her child. Literally didn't care. No. Literally was like not didn't bothered at all. Didn't shed a motherfucking tear. She's like, yeah, she's been missing for 31 days. Mm, I think Zanny has her. It's Literally. Like, like, this is your fucking child. Wouldn't you be scrounging the earth? This is your child. To find your fucking kid. I have a son who's three. Mm-hmm. If this happened, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Somebody, tell me what the fuck's going on. Literally. I would be lazy, raising hell. Seriously. I would be, uh, you don't even know. You don't even know. This woman, this isn't, even if, I just, I hate this woman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so heated already. I know, I can tell. On July 22nd, after a bond hearing, Casey's bail was set at $500,000. Good. So, half a milli. Half a mil. On July 29th, Casey was offered limited immunity by prosecutors related to the false statements given to law enforcement about locating her child. They just wanted to try to find Kaylee. Right. So, they were giving her a limited immunity. Because mm-hmm. there were other pathways that they were kind of taking at this time. Mm-hmm. They weren't necessarily focusing on her. But they're, maybe, they're kind of like, maybe if we ease up on her a little bit, she'll, tell she'll us be more truth. willing to help. Yes. On August 11th, 12th, and 13th, 2008, there was a man named Roy Kronk who called police about a suspicious object that was found in a forested area by the Anthony residence. Okay. He was directed by the sheriff's office to call the tip line, which he did, and then he received no return call. Yeah. What? He called the sheriff's office again and reported he had seen what appeared to be a skull near a gray bag. Okay. So, two pa- off- two pa- officers... Two pa- pa- 
Sorry. <laughs> I needed a good laugh in the middle of it. <laughs> Two police officers met up with him. They conducted a short search and they didn't find anything. What? So they were just like, oh, okay. Whatever. Bye. Don't know what you're talking about. On August 21st of 2008, this is one month after Casey's incarceration, she was bailed out. She was actually bailed out by the nephew of a California bail bondsman. And the only reason he bonded her out in hopes that she would cooperate and that Kaylee would be found unharmed, basically. Okay, that's where you fucked up. Yep. That's gonna exactly. be- Exactly, that's, gonna that's be, where you fucked up, bro. That's gonna you wasted be your money on a lion-ass bitch. That's gonna be our podcast saying. That's where you fucked up. That's where you fucked up. We found it. Guys, after we, one year. <laughs> we finally got it. <laughs> Literally. That's where you fucked up. Oh, We're gonna so make t-shirts funny. that say, that's where you fucked up. <laughs> Whoa, don't get ahead of yourself now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm just playing. One but of these days, hopefully. It is. Maybe we should put that in a Patreon thing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Casey's limited immunity was renewed on August 25th, and again, she didn't take it. Okay. On September 5th, she so she went back to jail, by the way. Oh, okay. And on September 5th, she was released again on okay, bail. Okay, so she's just in and out of jail at this point. Yeah. She was fitted with an electronic tracking device. and okay. Like house reason, arrest type situation. Yes. And the reason she got out was Cindy and George paid her bond and signed the permissionary note. Why? So they bailed her out again. It's like, just leave her in there at this point. Like, yeah. she's not getting out. Like, you're all fucking up right now. Literally. On October 21st, the charges of child neglect were dropped against Casey. Why? The state attorney's office said it was dropped because, as the evidence proved that the child was deceased, the state sought an indictment on a, the legally appropriate charges. So they were like, well, we don't really know. She's kind of thought to be deceased at this point because she's been missing for a long time. You know, the first 24 hours are the most crucial. The first 48 hours, okay. They might be dead. After that, it's like... After 72 hours, they're like, okay, they probably are not alive at this point. Mm-hmm. And it had been months at this point. So they're like, okay, she's probably not alive anymore. But then you have cases like the the um, um, Cleveland kidnappings mm-hmm. where they're gone for 10 years. Yeah. And then they're alive. I will one. be covering that, guys. I will be. I like that. I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like when I say I like a case. But they have survivors at the end. That one's a little bit more yes, uplifting. I, I like right? that case. Yes. Yeah. On October 28th, Casey was arraigned and pleaded not guilty to all charges. And then, 400 pieces of evidence were presented. 400? Yeah. A strand of hair was recovered from the trunk of Casey's car, which was microscopically similar to hair taken from Kaylee's hairbrush. But, I will say one thing that I would like to enter in here. Hair samples, comparing hair samples, it's really hard. And that's not necessarily, like, a bad thing that her hair was found in her trunk yeah like if she rode in the car maybe a jacket was thrown back there at one right. point and hair came off of it that's not really saying much but still i mean when it smelled like a dead body back there it's like oh. and there was a trash bag back there yeah but so... again hair samples are not easily like comparable i don't yeah. think the strand showed root banding in which hair roots form a dark band after death oh okay which was consistent with hair from a dead body so that's kind of why they were like, mm, kind of looks similar, now and this one looks like it's from a dead like, person. Now it's kind of suspicious. Right. On Friday, October 24th of 2008, a forensic report by Arpad, Arpad Vass of the Oak Ridge National Laboratory judged that results from an air sampling procedure called LIBS 
performed in the trunk of Casey Anthony's car showed chemical compounds consistent with a decompositional event based on the presence of five key chemical compounds out of over 400 possible chemical compounds that Vass's research group considers typical of decomposition. Investigators stated that the trunk smelled strongly of human decomposition, but human decomposition was not specified on the laboratory scale. Hmm. So they found four, or sorry, five key chemical compounds. So like, there's 400 possible ones, but these are the key ones. So they found Mm -hmm. those, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, okay. Now it's kind of, it's, you know. It's it's kind of pointing towards you. Now now you got evidence against you. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. It's kind of circumstantial, though. It's not necessarily her just because it's her, her car, right? I mean, yeah. Or who's to say? Nobody saw. You know, there's not a body. Yeah. This is kind of, but it's suspicious. But it's five key chemical like compounds. Right. Right. It's, it's, so it's kind of like starting to point there. the finger at her. Yes. But, again... She had two other people living with her at the time. That's what I'm saying. You know, so they can't pinpoint it on Casey necessarily. Just because it's her car. It could have been somebody else with her car. Exactly. They're not finding any, you know, her DNA with other DNA. Right. So the process hadn't been affirmed by a test in the courts. So they're like, hmm, maybe not. Yeah. This test isn't 100%. Mm Mm-hmm. Vast's group also stated there was chloroform in the car trunk. And we'll talk more about that in a bit. So, mm-hmm. remember Roy that we just talked about? Mm-hmm. They reported a tip to the police uh-huh, two yeah. times. Mm-hmm. On December 11th of 2008, same year, um. he called the police a third time. He's like, no, I know what I saw, and you guys need to go back out there. Mm-hmm. So, the police went back out there, and they found the remains of a child in a trash bag. That's not good. Investigative teams recovered duct tape, which was hanging from the hair attached to the skull, and some tissue left on the skull. Mm. Over the next four days, more bones were found around the other remains that had been found. On December 19, 2008, medical examiner Jan Garavaglia, that one's a hard one to say, Mm -hmm. confirmed that the remains they found were Kaylee Anthony. That's so sad. It's so sad that that little girl was left out there in the woods for months by herself. Her skeleton just rotting out there for months by herself. Mm -hmm. Imagine. Like, what the fuck? Just being disposed of. Yeah. Like, that's... Just left out there alone in the woods. Like, what the fuck is wrong? A three-year-old. Literally. A three-year-old. A little baby child. Mm Mm-hmm. As Mama Tot would say on TikTok. Little baby child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was about to say, you know who I'm talking about. I know who I'm talking about. The death was ruled a homicide, and the cause of death is undetermined. I'm sure there's, like, there was hardly anything left. Yeah. It's hard to determine a cause of death. Well, she died, right, in the 31 days that she went missing in the middle of July. When it's hot. It's hot. It's Ohio, right? Mm -hmm. So, we literally live in the state next. We know. It gets, it, it gets hot. The hottest months are like July and August. But then when it gets cold, it gets cold. Yeah. But still, she was out there in the hottest months of the year around Six here. Months. And most of the hottest months, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like her body probably decomposed pretty fast. 
mm-hmm. and then it got cold out, so some of it was preserved. You, you can't you can't determine a cause of death based on bones. Yeah, there's unless there's like left. they can like note there's like a broken this or a broken that, you know. But anything other than that, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to tell. Yeah. According to detectives, crime scene evidence included residue of a heart-shaped sticker found on duct tape over the mouth of Kaylee's skull. That is sick. Literally. That's, that is absolutely, so you're telling me whoever put the duct tape over her mouth took it upon themselves to put a heart-shaped sticker on top of the duct tape over her mouth. Like, the a residue. cute little heart-shaped sticker. The residue was found, not the sticker. But, yeah. but, but yeah. essentially. Somehow a heart-shaped sticker got on the duct tape at one point. That's just, that's like gross to me. Yeah. No, I feel that. So, the lab was not able to capture a heart shape fo- photographically because the duct tape was subjected to some dye testing. Mm-hmm. Probably for, who knows. I'm not really sure. Fingerprints, maybe other like prints or something they could have found on there. Maybe like DNA. Yeah. Seeing if there's any DNA on it. A blanket found at the crime scene matched Kaylee's bedding at her grandparents' home. Okay. So on April 13th, 2009, prosecutors announced that they planned to seek the death penalty in this case. As they should. And if Casey kept pleading not guilty and she would have got the verdict that she was guilty, she would have had the death sentence. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So, in October 2009, officials released 700 pages of documents related to the investigation, including records of Google searches on the terms neck-breaking and how to make chloroform on a computer computer, computer accessible to Casey presented by the prosecutors as evidence of a crime. Among photos entered into evidence was one from the computer of Ricardo Morales, an ex-boyfriend of Casey Anthony, depicting a man leaning over a woman with a rag captioned, win her over with chloroform. Mm-hmm. I have no words. Now we're going to go into the trial a little bit before we finish up. So and this is where it's going to piss me off. Yeah. I'm already, I'm already pissed off. Well, we're not even going to get into, like, the nitty-gritty that's probably going to piss you off. That'll probably be part two. But this will probably still piss you off just because... The whole thing just pisses me off. The lead prosecutor in the case was Assistant State Attorney Linda Drain Burdick, and Assistant State Attorneys Frank George and Jeff Ashton completed the prosecution team. Lead counsel for the defense was Jose Baez, a Florida, a Florida criminal defense attorney, Attorneys J. Cheney Mason and Dorothy Clay Sims and Ann Fennell served as co-counsel. During the trial, attorney Mark Lipman represented George and Cindy Anthony, so they also got an attorney. The jury selection began May 9th of 2011. It was at the Pinellas County Criminal Justice Center in Clearwater, Florida. I've been there. It was recloaked relocated here due to the widespread media coverage in Orlando. They didn't think she would have, like, a fair trial. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Jury selection ended on May 20th, 2011. It took a little, a little bit longer than usual. Jeez, I cannot talk today. There were 12 jurors and five alternates sworn in. Well, because they have to, they have to find a jury where they're not going to, um, what's the, what's 
the word I'm looking for. They're not going to be biased. Yeah. And if they, if you feel like strongly about a case Mm -hmm. or whatever, then you you can't be on the jury. Right. Like I would not be able to be on this jury. Mm -mm. I would. She'd be death penalty. Yep. A hundred percent. You need to show me evidence. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) that's where they would fuck up. Yeah. Just putting us on that jury. Literally. (laughs) I mean, but maybe that would be for that would be a good thing. Probably. There was nine women and eight men. They were not allowed to look up or see any information about the case outside of the courtroom. Obviously, we know that. Mm -hmm. Some people may not, so I just wanted to put it in there. Yeah. The trial took a total of six weeks. It began on May 24th at the Orange County Courthouse. Judge Belvin Perry was presiding. Lead prosecutor Linda Drance Burdick started the opening statements by describing the story and disappearance of Kaylee Anthony. The prosecution pointed to alleged intended murder. And they sought the death penalty against Casey, which we already said. Mm-hmm. Prosecutors would go on to say that Casey used chloroform to make Kaylee unconscious. She then put duct tape over Kaylee's mouth and her nose to suffocate her. Then she left Kaylee's body in the trunk of her car for a few days before disposing of it in the woods close to her parents' home. They characterized Casey as a party girl who killed her daughter to be free from her responsibilities so she could enjoy her life. She said she didn't want... She said from the beginning she didn't want her. Yep. So, I mean... Yeah. Now, it was Jose Baez representing the defense. We talked about that. And it was their turn to do their opening statement. They claimed in their opening statements that Kaylee drowned accidentally in the family's pool on June 16th of 2008 and was found by George. That was their argument. And it's funny because... It was a massive rule at the Anthony home that when they got done swimming in their pool, that they put that ladder up because Kaylee absolutely loved to swim. Mm -hmm. She wanted to be in that pool. Mm -hmm. And obviously, when you have a child that wants to be in the pool, you can't have the ladder in there or she's going to get in and she's going to drown. So they were trying to say, oh, they accidentally left it. Then why was there duct tape? Exactly. Where'd the duct tape come from? And where did that come into play? It, you know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. no sense. Now, why was there chloroform found in her trunk? Right. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Kirsten's face. I'm just... <laughs> okay. Moving on. Like, I don't even know anything. Like, I am not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I am not anything close. No, but this is just fucking common, common fucking sense. sense. Literally. If she drowned in the pool... Why didn't you call 911 and try and get her help? Why was there duct tape because found in, on her decomposing thing. body? Why thing. did they... Th- I mean, are you trying to cover it up? That's one thing. If you're Listen, trying to cover it up. Here's my thing. Why are you going to put duct tape If she now? drowned in the pool, why would you not call 911? Because you would not be in trouble. No, that's not Many your fault. Many kids have accidentally drowned in pools. It's sad. It is it sad. Ha- but it, it happens. happens. And you wouldn't... You probably, more than likely, they're not going to charge you with child neglect because you're already suffering. Your kid died. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, And, like, kids do the kids do things that they're not supposed to do. Yeah. Kids, of course, you cannot. They don't have the part of their brain developed yet to where they think about the consequences. They just don't. They right. just think, I'm going to do this thing. Boom. I did it. Because I want oh, to do shit. it. Like, literally, the smallest things. My son will come up to me and just, like, hit me. And I'm like, bro, Why? Minnie, <laughs> my cat came in and was like, what's up? But, like, even 
if unless you have a child, mm-hmm. you before you have kids, you're like, I'm keeping on my kid twenty four seven. They're never out of my sight. You, that's not how it is. Yeah. If you have to go to the bathroom, I mean, you have to go to the bathroom. Your mm-hmm. kid could be out the door in they two could be seconds. Swinging on the chandelier. Like literally, it happens. Like yeah. things like that happen. Literally. So, if she did drown in the pool. Mm-hmm. why didn't they try and get help right exactly my thought but hey but mainly why was there duct tape found with the body yeah see that's my thing that just don't that don't correlate but or like the why are you gonna try and dispose of the body in the woods if all she did was drown yeah jose went on with his opening statement saying that involving george in the story her father casey's father Apparently, he's saying that George told Casey that she would spend the rest of her life in jail for child neglect. That's not the case. No. Then he and Casey covered up Kaylee's death. Jose argued that this is why Casey didn't report Kaylee's death for 31 days. I don't believe it. No. He then alleged that it was a habit of Casey to hide her pain and pretend nothing was wrong because she had allegedly been sexually abused by George since she was eight years old. So, wait a second. Like, why is that even Where did that even up? come from? Exactly. Why is that being brought up at all? That has nothing nothing to do with First this. of all, if George was part of it, mm-hmm. he wouldn't come out and be like, well, she's not acting like she's sad because I sexually abused her. Right. He would not say that. No. But her attorney is saying that. He's literally fabricating also, it. Um, I read, this isn't in my notes, but I did read that Casey... You know what? Maybe this is in the documentary, so let's not go over that. We'll go over that later. We're just going over the facts right now, Okay. but we're going to go over some theories and some other stuff later. So I won't even say it yet. Just go to part two when it's up next week. Okay. And on top of accusing her father of sexual abuse, she accused her brother of also making advances towards her as well, saying he also sexually abused her. She's blaming it on everybody else mm-hmm. because she's guilty. Her attorney is because he's trying everything to scratch and pull her way out of this big ass deep hole. It's like that they're she's working together. In. Yes. To like make this lie mm-hmm. that she's like the victim. Yep. Yep. Let's move on. Jose also went on to question whether Roy Cronk, let's just say the guy who called the police three fucking times. That's like, hey, you should probably come check this out, bro. Literally three times to go find Kaylee's body. Jose's questioning him saying he actually removed the bones and put them in another location. Didn't they go out there once, though, and they didn't find anything? Yeah. And they went out there again, and they were like, oh, there it is. No, they went out there three times. Right. So, and didn't find anything until the sorry, third time. No, they went out there twice. The first time he called, they, they referred him to back. the tip line. They didn't call back. The second time, they did a small search. Okay. It wasn't anything crazy. It was like it was just like a look around, and yeah. they were like, "Well, we didn't find anything." The third time, he's like, "Guys, you really need to go out there and look." And that's when they found the bones. So why would this random ass man that called three times Have to make sure these to do bones with were found? Yeah, move them. 
He didn't even go back out there after he saw him the first time. He's probably traumatized, first of all. Yeah. And you're going to say he moved the bones to another location. Highly doubt that shit. Because why would some random man even be involved? He wouldn't. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Jose also alleged that the police department's investigation was compromised by their desire to feed a media frenzy about a child's murder. Rather than a more mundane drowning nobody and when i say nobody i mean nobody wants to learn about a child's murder nobody wants to see that no nobody wants to see that no (laughs) i don't i mean i don't want to see anything about a drowning either no but i sure as hell don't want to see anything about a child an innocent baby child being murdered literally so like what is the why are they trying to feed the media anything. Literally. A drowning. Just leave it at that. This is about a child. And. Th- and. Who. Yeah. It, like. No. That it, child. That just didn't happen. Let's just. That's a whole person. Literally. She was going to grow up to be a whole person. Mm-hmm. And she didn't get that chance. No. Nobody wants to hear that. And in Jose's opening statements. He admitted that Casey lied about the nanny. So, okay, your opening statement is not going well, sir. Just saying. So you're telling the the, the jury that she's a fucking liar? Yep. So, like, how were they going to believe anything else? Yep. Bonkers, bro. <laughs> Bonkers. It literally reminds me of a scene of, like, Patrick Starr in the license, or the wallet, and he's like, is this your wallet? He's like, yep. Or he says, is this your card or is this your Uh license? And he's like, yep. And then he's like, so this must be your wallet. And he's like, nope. Nope. (laughs) Like, literally, (laughs) that's what this makes me think of. Because they're like, okay, Kaylee died. Is this your license? Kaylee died, right? Yep. And she had duct tape over her mouth. Yep. Yep. So she was murdered. Nope. Nope. She drowned. She drowned. What? Okay. George Anthony was actually the first witness brought to the stand by the prosecution. Okay. And he denied sexually abusing Casey. He's like, I did not do that shit. I believe him. First, first right off the bat, he's like, I didn't do that. I know it's like hard to like believe the victim or like, I don't believe her. Right. I don't don't believe believe her saying that. No. No. Like, yeah, they were the typical American family. So obviously some shit was happening behind the scenes, but everybody's got shit. I don't believe her. Everybody's got shit, dude. (laughs) And even if that was the case, even if, say, he did mm-hmm. sexually abuse her, how are we supposed to know if she's telling the fucking truth? When she lies. When all everything. she does is lie. Yeah. So, like, she already fucked herself. Mm-hmm. Get unfucked up. Right. In his testimony, he said that he did not smell anything resembling human comp- decomposition in Casey's car when she visited him on June 24th. But he said he did smell something similar to human decomposition when he picked the car up on July 15th from the tow yard. So he didn't smell it when she visited, but he did smell it after but, he picked it up. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Cindy Anthony was also called to the stand, mm-hmm. and this is where it gets weird for me. She testified that when she called 911 and said that Casey's car smelled like someone died, it was just a figure of speech. So all of a sudden, her mom is kind of like switching sides. Yeah. Trying to defend Casey. And it's kind of like, okay, no. We're like, not I was, like, she, like, I was just trying to say that it smelled really bad. Yeah. 
Like, I was just saying it smelled like someone died because it smelled bad, but not necessarily like somebody died. Yeah, but still, like, you literally said it smelled right. like someone was dead. Right. And also, your daughter is accusing your husband of sexually assaulting her, and you know she's a liar. That would be a hard spot to be in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That would be a... But if you know your daughter has a history of lying, would you believe her? it's hard it's, it's hard really for the mom. hard it's hard because like that's her daughter mm-hmm. and that she wants to believe testifying her. against yeah like i don't know i don't know how parents like parents of i don't know serial killers or like it's hard mm-hmm. when you're them because like that's your baby right and it's hard to think of them as any other person than your child right even if they've done the most horrible thing that's still your child mm-hmm. and so i can't imagine knowing something's going on yeah and having to testify against your child mm-hmm. because would you, be terrible. you want to support them mm-hmm. but then at the same time it's like well, where'd your, your grandchild child did go? something wrong you have to be like okay that's just where i draw the line mm-hmm. you know like your kid your grandchild went missing and your daughter went missing for so many days mm-hmm. she wouldn't tell you where your grandchild was at and now she's accusing your husband like of you, sexually assaulting yeah. her to cover up her own shit. Like, you know something's going on. Yes. And we'll go over more about the whole accusing George of sexual assault mm-hmm. in part two. Because she talks about it, like, in her documentary. Fuck that bitch. Yeah. Let's move on so yeah. we can get through this. Yeah. The prosecution um, called John Dennis Bradley, who developed the software we talked about earlier. He developed that software to find the Google searches for... Okay. Casey, I may not have mentioned that. I thought I did. He said that he was able to recover deleted searches from March 17th and March 21st of 2008. Mm -hmm. That's a few months before Kaylee went missing. Mm -hmm. The deleted searches showed that someone searched a website, SciSpot.com, for chloroform 84 times. That's a lot of times. 84 times. I mean, I Google some pretty weird shit. Mm Mm-hmm. I do too. But like the FBI is probably watching my fucking. It's like a one-off thing, right? If you Google it once, just like if you're curious about something, yeah, and you just like stay on the Google page and you don't Mm -hmm. like go into like any weird websites, yeah. But if you're googling it, going to this one website Mm eighty-four times for the same search, that's a little weird. Yeah, that's a little weird. John also said that some of the items might have been bookmarked. That's even more weird. But when cross-examined by the defense, John agreed that there was two individual accounts on the desktop and there was no way to know who actually performed the searches. So again, they can't know if it was her. So they can't exactly pinpoint it on her. It's just circumstantial evidence. Same with the car situation. Mm -hmm. He later discovered that a flaw in the software misread the forensic data and that the word chloroform had been searched for only one time and the website in question offered information on the use of chloroform in the 19th century. So, I was going to wait till later to say that, but I felt like it needed to be said right off the bat. Okay. So, I guess he just found out it was only a one time. But still, in this case, when it was found, yeah. it's one time too many. Yeah. The next two witnesses were police dog handlers. Okay. Jason was a police dog handler, and he testified that Gurus, a German Shepherd cadaver dog who was certified in 2005 indicated a high alert of human decomposition in the trunk of Casey's car. Okay. This dog had searched in the field. This is not a new dog, right? This is literally 2011, and it probably searched her car in, when they found it, right? You mm-hmm. know, when it was reported that 
Kaylee was missing. Right. It probably got searched in 2008. Okay. How many, you ask, has this dog, like, searched in the field, right? Over 3,000. It's like in a... In so he's, he's not fucking up. He knows like, what he's he doing. knows what he's doing. Yeah, I get it. I'm not saying the dogs are ever the wrong. Dog. Because back in high school, they used to bring those dogs to the school, the drug dogs, you know? And it hit on my friend's locker, and all she had was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not <laughs> saying the dogs are always <laughs> right, but this dog has had over 3,000. And yeah. it's not smelling for drugs. It's smelling for dead bodies. Dead bodies. That's a distinct Yeah, they know. Difference. They know. During the cross-examination, Jose argued that the dog's search records were hearsay. Oh my gosh. Hearsay. Here we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the other officer is Kristen. She also testified at the trial. She had a police dog named Bones Cute. who signaled decomposition in the backyard of the Anthony home. Okay. She explained that something had been in the yard at one point and it was moved or the odor had dissipated. Okay. So. The prosecution called another witness to the stand, Chief Medical Examiner Jan, that we had talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. She testified that Kaylee's manner of death was determined to be a homicide, but she did list it as death by undetermined means, strictly because they just found a lot of bones. The bones were scattered, you know? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like she was... You can't really say how. Yes. A quote from her, We know by our observations that it's a red flag when a child has not been reported to authorities with injury... Did I read that right? Yes, I did. That there's foul play. Mm-hmm. She also said and continued, there is no child that should have duct tape on its face when it dies. Yeah. Exactly. She also addressed the chlor- chloroform evidence found by investigators in the trunk of Casey's car, saying that a small amount would absolutely kill a child. Chloroform is a... It's... It'll knock you out. As uh, a person. Like a whole grown, a full grown person. It'll also put a chemical burn on your face if it, you use yeah. it multiple times on someone. It's potent. Yeah. I mean, I've I nev- never experienced chloroform before, mm-hmm. but it, I, I know it's potent. Yeah. It's I've, we've heard about it thing. on previous, like, cases, story time episodes. We've talked about it before. Into a little baby child? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I believe that it could kill somebody. And that's it where we're going to end today's episode with jan's testimony and we will pick back up we'll talk about the rest of the trial maybe talk about some media coverage i don't know i just feel like a lot of people have talked about media coverage don't really feel like we need to go over that everybody a lot of people know about the media coverage i heard about this a long time ago. yeah i remember hearing about it at the time that it was going Mm -hmm. on yeah we were young Mm -hmm. like 12 13 years old yep we were young Mm -hmm. but i remember this being one of the first cases that I, like, can remember hearing about. Yep. It was literally, the ones I, the oldest ones I remember is this and the Cleveland kidnapping. Yep. I literally remember I remember, when they I were think found. the Cleveland kidnapping survivors were on Dr. Phil, and I watched it. I remember being, I was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. being in my science class, mm-hmm. watching the news, showing that they had, that they had found... The girls and the Cleveland kidnapping mm-hmm. and like the story of it. Yeah, that's crazy. I definitely want to cover that soon. Yeah. Anyway, but we're not talking about that today. No, we are talking about Kaylee, R.I.P. to that sweet angel baby. I feel bad that her mother allegedly neglected her. Mm-hmm. That's not. It's not really alleged that she neglected her because it's very obvious from the beginning that she did not 
want Kaylee. Mm -hmm. She wanted to put her up for adoption. She Mm -hmm. didn't want to be a mom. Yeah. She was young. Right. I will say a lot of her friends said she was a good mom, though. You cannot want to be a mom and still be a good mom. Of course, but they said that she would have flashcards for Kaylee wherever they went. Like, she really, like, focused on her a lot. Like, she was very much Casey's center of attention, according to the research that I did. So, that is one thing, but that doesn't mean that she was wanting to be present. She... Casey could have some ha, could have had something going on mentally where, you know, she could have just snapped. Mm-hmm. You just... You just don't know, and we'll never know at this point, because she can't be tried again for the same thing. She can never be tried again our, for Kaylee's murder. I mean, we haven't talked about it, mm-hmm. but obviously, if you know anything about the case, mm-hmm. Casey's not been convicted no and she obviously never will she came out with the point. documentary yeah once you're proven not, not guilty, guilty you can't, you can't be, tried be tried again, again. yeah which is so, absolutely isn't like unless they find more like hard evidence can they try her again or is it just no not at all because i don't think you can be tried again i just didn't know if you could be tried again if there was like hard evidence found against you and they're like okay we have more evidence now so we can go ahead and try you again but i don't know i don't know i thought you couldn't be tried again at all but i thought there might be a possibility maybe there's loopholes yeah that's what i was thinking like is there a loophole or no there might be loopholes but but that is it that's all we have for today so make sure you check out part two when it comes out I'm sure we'll have some more opinions. Oh, 100%. The next episode, it's, we're, we're getting into this. I gotta slander her some. I mean, not slander. Allegedly. Allegedly. Because I'm not trying to get sued, y'all. Okay? But, um. Allegedly, she's a horrible fucking person. Yep. (laughs) So, that's it for today. Go follow us on all our socials. TCST, is it underscore? I always Sometimes forget. it's underscore on some of. The link will be in the show notes. Yep, <laughs> just go check out the link tree. It'll um, be there. Yes, and go check out Kirsten's episode from Wednesday mm-hmm. and Lorraine Warren. I know I already mentioned it, but I'm gonna plug it again because my girl needs plug, some plug. listens. Thanks. And um, yeah, we're just gonna go ahead and head out. Yeah. Hi, I'm gonna head out. Hi. Peace out. See ya. Bye.